Vmax is what's substituting what used to be smart shopping. The main thing that we recommend right now is instead of creating a Pmax campaign from zero is upgrading your smart shopping into Pmax because that smart shopping campaign has all the history. The more historical data you have is the better. Don't get desperate right away. Google is like a barge. Once it's going the right direction, it will take four plus weeks to find its legs. If you keep moving things on it, it's not gonna work. Let machine learning actually test out. Don't just go full on performance max. The main thing is to test first and make sure that it's not set and forget. Creative is still king in advertising. Yeah, we can do all the media buying, we can set up everything, but if your creative is terrible, you're not gonna do well. Welcome to All Killer No Filler. I'm Eric here with Saul uh, from the Pilot House Google team. And today we're going to geek out on Google a little bit and dive into the evolutions of the Performance Max campaign, aka PMAX campaigns on Google. So can you just start us off by telling us what exactly is a Performance Max campaign on Google Ads? Sure. I'll, I'll give you the Google spiel. Performance Max is supposed to put your business goals front and center when you first build a campaign and then uses automation to target those goals above anything else. The premise is that they're sort of plug and play, that there is very little knowledge that you need to run those campaigns, that anyone can do it, that basically created for the small business owner and so that everyone can do Google Ads with the, without the need of a, of a media buyer or, or an agency or um, someone specialized um, in it just because of the, the machine learning elements to it and how it serves audiences and, and how it serves relevant ads to those audiences. You can still use different segmentations of those audiences uh, using some of you know the regular Google tools. But basically, yeah, like, like you said, it's, uh, it, it sounds like a, a magic solution to, to advertising. And we'll get into a little bit of the nitty gritty about what you need to be thinking about with these campaigns. But just at a high level, these are actual keywordless campaigns. I started my career in digital marketing. I don't want to say when in the 2000s, creating huge, you know, multifaceted keywordless keyword spreadsheet documents where you're breaking them down into small levels. And that really was a lot of the work was like building your segments out through the audiences you target through the keywords. And Pmax doesn't even have any keywords. Is that right? Yeah. So what what happens is they're they're goal based campaigns. And, and yeah, they're not based on, 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 on keyword um, like search, which is the main, the core of, of Google, right? So the, the first thing is don't turn off your, your keyword campaigns. You still need them if you're, <laughs> you're going to have a, a comprehensive advertising strategy. You always need to run Performance Max alongside your core campaigns. Do they eat in? Do the pe- if you've got because I know part of the thing with with keywords is that actually gives you data. You can actually start seeing which of your keywords are best, and you can double down. But with Pmax, you don't get that level of granularity of data, right? Exactly. Yeah, there uh, you get some information about how each segment is is working. Your different asset groups, which you know, asset groups are created by campaign and they include different things, and then you get some report and insights uh, depending on what the machine learning is accomplishing. But you don't get like you know, like you said, search term reports and, and things like that. The, the, the basic things that you need for Performance Max are you still need text ads, you still need images, video, uh, shopping feed, either Google My Business, Google Merchant Center, dynamic ads feed, and obviously you need to get your signal. So conversion tracking, uh, first party audiences and Google audiences. So first party audiences are your remarketing lists, 
email lists from purchasers or people that have signed up to your newsletter, that kind of thing. And then, you know, Google audiences, including custom audiences, which can be based on keywords. So there are keywords involved. There's just not, you don't have a little space where you're like, I want to target these keywords. You create custom audiences, which can be based on keywords. Oh, that's interesting. So, so Google isn't like, is Google also looking, is Google looking to enhance your audiences based on what it reads across all of your assets? Or is it still leveraging, you know, using you to select which audience you want to reach with this? So it's using the different asset and the different audiences that you give to those asset groups is what Google is going to start learning and using also using past learnings, right? So basically, and I just, if we're going to just get into details now, for example, it Pmax is what's substituting what used to be smart shopping. And the main thing that we recommend right now is instead of creating a Pmax campaign from zero is upgrading your smart shopping into Pmax because that smart shopping campaign has all the history about your audiences and how they were performing in terms of that goal, which is purchases, to maintain those learnings for the different audiences. And smart shopping was still based on keywords because smart shopping grabbed the keywords on your titles and descriptions from your products and ran it across, you know, display shopping and, and, and all the placements and also looked at affinity audiences and that kind of thing to serve on shop on display to serve on YouTube. So all of that smart shopping learning, you can pass it on to Pmax by upgrading instead of creating from zero. That's smart. Are they downgrading? Are they going to be phasing out the smart shopping campaigns or are they going to still be running them head to head? Smart shopping is getting degraded. So if you don't pass on onto Pmax, there's a point where your smart shopping is just going to get um, not working anymore. So the, 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 the thing is, and for example, at Pilot House, what we're doing and what we've always done when we when smart shopping existed, that's one of the things that we always mentioned, right? Like don't test it. Sometimes smart shopping with us, it was like two out of 10 times that smart shopping will outperform regular shopping. And we kind of took that approach to testing Performance Max. Right now, I will say that 50% of the time it's working and the other 50% is not outperforming or um, you know adding more much more value to the accounts. It's actually been sometimes detrimental, but you got to test it. Sometimes there is some branded nipping, but it depends on the account. There's some accounts where it doesn't, it adds more revenue and it doesn't really affect branded revenue. Your branded search revenue stays while you have a new campaign that's getting in conversions and it's getting in more revenue. It varies on business. So like the, the main thing is test. It varies on business niche. It varies uh, depending on historical account data, your previous shopping campaign setup, what assets you give it. So for example, if you don't give it display assets. So that's the other thing, right? It's, it's like, oh, it's automated, but it's not really automated because you still need to create display assets that convert. You still need discovery assets that convert, YouTube assets that convert. So ads that work, putting a little more emphasis on creative. And you have a, a, a you know, besides video, static creatives, you need your merchant center to be working properly. So it looks like a plug and play kind of thing, but once you actually want it to work properly, there's quite a bit of work in the background that has to be done well for them to actually get purchases and not just be, you know, sort of a money drain for, for small business owners. Makes sense. So your job is safe for the time being is what you're saying. For now, it seems like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, nice. And so what else do you need to do? So obviously you need, like, I think that's a really smart point that you just obviously need to have these creatives that, you know, work, you know, built into the arsenal that Pmax can deploy to drive the, your, you know, your goals. What else do you want to do to help spoon feed performance max to get the best results? So there's a few things that you can still do. Um, like I said, the smart shopping, you know, transitioning from smart shopping to Pmax just by upgrading. That means that the more historical data you have, is the better. So don't like 
don't get desperate right away. Any algorithmic bidding in Google, I always say Google is like a barge. Once it's going the right direction, it's just it will plow there, but it will take a while to you know gather speed and, and go there. It will take four plus weeks to find its legs. Uh, you do have to be patient. If you keep moving things on it, it's not going to work. And especially if the campaigns are new, it's too early, not sufficient data, it's algorithmic bidding, there's too many assets, different segments um, in audiences that you need to let machine learning actually, you know, test out. Standard shopping has to be running at the same time and, and you can run them in tandem so that, you, you know, you have both, both possibilities. Uh, segment your products properly, segment out your asset groups. So asset groups and listing groups, segment them out well uh, based on your product type. So make sure that your creative ad copy and audience signals are as relevant as possible to the product that you've segmented out. So like, like let's say for example, sporting goods store, you have an asset group for baseball bats, separate one for tennis rackets, one for soccer balls, that kind of stuff. Uh, and have creative for each one of those um, segments and asset groups. It sounds like the same principles of, of SEM advertising back when I was doing it in the 2000s where you, yeah, you really just want to, whether it's keyword groupings in your ad groups or asset groupings with your your, your listings, you want to spoon feed just highly relevant stuff because the, the machine is smart, but it's not going to, it's not going to put together this level of, of multiple things into something that makes sense. It still needs it, like you need to still uh, make the framework for the machine to learn and work within that framework, right? And then if we were talking about creatives, then also when you set up a performance max campaign, you give it the audience signals that you wanted to use. So use combinations of it, test. Again, that's why I said it looks very simple from the top out and, and when Google says like, this is super easy, but then you need to test different combinations like customer match list, broad retargeting list, narrow retargeting lists, custom audiences using converting search terms. So we go back to that, what I was just talking about. It doesn't forget about search. It's still Google. It's still based on search, but you have to create a custom Indian audience based on those search terms. Highest index in market audience, um, those kind of things. I just think, and you talk about Google like a barge uh, gaining momentum. The the hope with a Pmax campaign is that this is a an ad unit that's going to last. This is something Google wants to invest in. And so the longer you have your your Pmax marketing campaigns running, the stronger they should become over time. And 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 you should get better and better at producing the kinds of campaigns that Pmax really does well with too, right? Exactly. So once like we're already like I said, we're testing it with all of our clients. Some of them are getting better results than others. It's also important to look at analytics and see how much retargeting versus prospecting your performance max campaign is having to align with your client's KPIs. Some of them are, you know, creeping into a lot of retargeting. So it depends on that as well, because obviously how many audience signals and what audience signals you're giving it to, it's going to lean sometimes on, on, on retargeting. And that still helps. Like it learns who your ideal customer is for the prospecting side, but you just got to keep an eye on it. And you're going to still weigh your bids heavily on, on new customer if that is what you what you want from as a KPI for your client. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 really important to uh, test right now and and like and, and yeah, like you what said budgets? right now we're that's what I want to ask is if, if you're if you're if you've got a campaign that's running, should your Pmax campaigns be some percentage of, of your of what you're spending on your traditional keywords campaigns? Like, how do you you say four weeks? And it takes time to, to find its legs. What sort of budget? How do you gauge budget for Pmax campaigns? Like I said, it really depends on your advertiser, their niche, uh, how risk adverse they are. 
<laughs> I would say instead of taking budget from your current what you're currently running, add at least another 20% to your budget to test out performance max for yourself and then see how that goes against everything else that you have running. It's important that you test it. Like that's, that's and I'm going to say test, test, because we, like I said, it's not blanket. It's not going to work with everyone. Every Google rep right now is going to blindly recommend Pmax, but they also blindly recommended smart shopping and it didn't work like they said it will work. Every time we talk to our Google rep and they they will recommend us, you know, you really need to transition your clients to smart shopping. And we're like, well, we actually have tested this and out of eight out of 10 times we've had better results with regular shopping and they couldn't believe it. We, then we, we went to, you know, show them the numbers and they're like, oh, well, that's something new. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. But I'm curious how they work together with your existing campaigns. I've seen a little buzz about people worried. They've built up these huge keyword campaigns. They've got all this keyword data. They start running Pmax. Is there the worry that Pmax campaigns could cannibalize the other campaigns that you might have working? They or is could. the thinking that this should yeah. be incrementally, this should incremental growth? They can cannibalize and they do cannibalize in, in location. Like I said, sometimes it cannibalizes, especially on the branded side. So you gotta be very careful. Uh, for example, we're Google partners, so we can actually reach out to a rep and say like, hey, we want, you can't negative keywords on your Pmax campaigns unless you have a Google rep. So we can actually go to our Google rep and be like, no, we want to negative this kind of stuff 100%. We don't want our Pmax campaign to come up for it. Obviously the, the thing is that the Pmax campaign is not gonna learn as much because branded does help the, the campaign learn, but it does, add revenue as long as the, what you're like cannibalizing on branded especially is not more than what you're winning in terms of overall revenue from Pmax you shouldn't worry about it but also it won't it won't kill your search campaigns you, you you should run them in tandem and then like and don't just set up the campaign and leave it right that's again <laughs> goes back to that job security thing um, constantly split testing combinations of creative audience signals just to provide Google as much possible as much as possible to find your ideal converter. So basically, do we have any campaigns where Pmax is actually outperforming in terms of cuz performance max, it should be maximum performance, it should be maximum ROAS. Are we actually seeing any instances where Pmax is outperforming uh, the keyword campaigns to the point where you would consider diminish, you know, adding more budget to Pmax? We've had a couple Pmax campaigns that have been really taking off after 4 or 5 weeks lately. Um yeah, we have a liquor client that it just recently, like the overall account is a 2.6 return on ad spend and the Pmax campaign started performing at 4.6 over the last couple of weeks. So that one for sure. Pmax also really helps on those kind of clients like liquor because liquor is a little more restricted in terms of what you can target, right? You can't really retarget that much. There's not many targeting options. Pmax kind of helps you with that. So it's a great opportunity, like for liquor clients, Pmax is a good opportunity for sure. Love it. Um, okay, so I think this podcast is basically a master. If, you, if you're out there, if you're hands on the Google control panel, this podcast I think is going to be a huge asset for you. I feel like a lot of people who might listen to this podcast probably outsource. So they may not be experts themselves. So what should brands listening to this podcast who have an agency, uh, what, what should the brand's message to the agency be about Pmax? Just like test the shit out of it and be you know, intelligent about how you do it? I would say for sure, don't just go full on performance max. We've had a few incoming clients lately with just Pmax, like their agencies just switched them. Everything's Pmax. Don't do that. Test. The main thing is to test first and make sure that it's not set and forget. 
and make sure that your creative creative is still king in advertising. I would say that that's super important. Yeah, we can do all the media buying. We can set up everything. Uh, we have our little media buying tricks. But if your creative is terrible, you're not going to do well. So making sure that your creative is on point for, for those campaigns as well. I love it. You had one other point written down here about opting into dynamic URL targeting. Well, why don't we end it? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, yeah, if you have a strong website, but that's, that, I mean, Shopify, they're good to convert people, but they're not, you know, amazing um, in terms of SEO. And Google likes amazing in that kind of say. So a strong website means um, dynamic URLs. Um, so you can see the, you can see those URLs in your reports tab. You can add rules to exclude pages, like not align with your conversion actions, like like blog posts. But like I said, you you need a strong, well converting website that um, you can actually see the whole structure. So nice. Uh, we could just finish off with a little. I don't know if you like how. how have you been following at all how Google's doing? I know I was just hearing about Snapchat the other day about how how badly they missed expectations. Do I, I just am reading now that they that Google missed their Q two uh, estimations, but the stock is still rising. Any anything to add on that? I think advertising spend probably will continue to maybe stay flat over, and and everyone had high high expectations for a year because they were basing it on twenty twenty one, which was an error from the start, but. Google's stock, I mean, it doesn't only depend on advertising revenue, right? Like ad- direct advertising revenue on it. It depends on, they have a whole host of different products. Uh, I think they're better prepared for what's coming. They own their own platform, right? They own Chrome. They can do privacy-centered advertising without getting the, the rug pulled under them like Facebook did because they own the, the, the platform and because people still search uh, and self-select themselves, right? That's, that's the one difference, I would say, with other platforms like you were mentioning, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Google's audiences self-select themselves still, uh, even with these kind of campaigns, like, like I, we said, you know, they're, they're still based on Google's information about what people are searching on YouTube or Google. Like, they're the top two search engines. So any audience that you get on Google is a self-selected audience because it's still mainly and primarily based on search. It's probably the best business model ever created. Uh, you know, having been there from the beginning, just creating this system that just perfectly, you know, drives intent. It's an absolute win. But I just wanted to like Sundar Pichai, if you're listening to this and you want to figure out how to take Performance Max to that next level, you're going to have to create an AI Sol. And I don't know if Sol is going to be up for that. But if you're listening to this podcast, we'll, we'll do a call. We'll figure out how we can get a meta Performance Max uh, and we can replace Sol eventually because I know he wants to get, uh, get, get on the beach here. There you go. Nice. All right. Thanks, Sol. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.